12 minutes past seven, and that's the choice of the JSB crew, Guy Buttery and the Bandura Express with Marimba Gulmini. And uh, great track, and certainly we're looking forward to seeing the new material that Guy Buttery is bringing out as well. Don't forget, if there's a song you'd like to hear, now's the time to WhatsApp us and also to SMS us as well, if it's a song that's going to make your morning. You're also welcome to join in the conversation as we move forward. It's ten past seven, and of course that's uh, the time where we crack into our first story, and what a first story it is. She's been described as the mother of cows. She believes agriculture is for every We know her as a radio personality and a DJ, but she also spends a good deal, the majority of her time, on the farm looking after her cows, who she calls mongrels. Angie Kumalo, how lovely to have you. It's such a pleasure to speak to you, Michelle. (laughs) Thank you. Angie, what a brilliant, brilliant story. I love the idea. It made me think, now's my time to just shift and change. Like, Mm. you know, you look at the radio and then you go, there's something else that I really want to do. Yes. Tell us what you really wanted to do. And also tell us, there are two people, your mother and your uncle, that seem to have impacted quite dramatically on those choices. Tell us about that. Okay, let's start with my mom and my uncle. Firstly, um, the fact that... I grew up in a bit of a rural area, means that animals and planting and things like that were always things that people just did. But uh, it was never really done as a business. It was usually done as a way of, you know, kind of um, making sure that there's always veggies, there's always chicken, there's always a bit of meat in the family. So it was more subsistence than anything else. And uh, they grew up in a farm where my uncle kind of had to drop out of school at the age of 12 just so the family could remain at the farm. So the farmer had said that, well, we need extra hands. If we have extra hands, then the rest of the family could stay there. So he actually sacrificed having an education. Well, he didn't really have much of a choice because he was 12 uh, so that the family could, uh, you know, live there. So he worked at a farm, but, you know, he never got any of the benefits of really, you know, uh, being a farmhand. Um, And so that story kind of was in our family for a very long time. And it always made me wonder what would have happened had he owned the farm that he worked at, you know. So that was always something that was at the back of my mind. And when I needed to now start thinking of my next, like you mentioned in radio, you always kind of have to have a next. What are you going to do when radio stops? Because it does have a shelf life. It's like milk. It goes off at some point. And um, that that story of my uncle kind of like uh, was reverberating in my mind. And I started buying cattle uh, one at a time and putting it uh, at the plot where he lives at the moment um, so that, you know, I can start dabbling into it uh, while using communal land. So literally that's where my voyage into um, agriculture kind of started and um yeah, a few years back, I, I, I bought my own farm, and um, we, I haven't looked back. So I, I loved a quote that I read where you said, I can't wait to get back to my cattle. They're when I'm at my happiest and I can breathe. 
And and I think that um, it feels to me that you may well still be in the honeymoon of that farming relationship. And if we look at any kind of business trajectory, there's that honeymoon and then you kind of stabilize and you grow. And then in some cases you either decline or you go up to the next step. You're in the honeymoon. You'd be loving those cows. Absolutely. I am <laughs> loving my cows. <laughs> uh, but uh, yes, I, I do agree that it is the honeymoon because I've really been doing it hands on yeah. uh, for about two years now. Um, and I won't lie, the fact that I am still a broadcaster, I'm still on radio, I still do TV, means that there is uh, some kind of cash flow that's coming from elsewhere. It yeah. does change when uh, the, the thing that you've chosen as a business is your only source of income. And I'm sure when that time comes, the reality of, of, of being a farmer is really, really going to hit. At yeah. the moment, it hits, it hits in the fact that I have to take everything I make and pour it into the farm. But at least there is something I'm making elsewhere that I can pour into the farm. When I don't have that and I need for the farm to sustain myself, my family, my workers, and everything else, I think the honeymoon will will run out of the door very quickly. (laughs) Angie, you started with um, 20 heifers and a bull. You've now got uh, more than 46 or almost 46. And have you still, are you still in the stage where you know them individually and you look at those two bulls and you go, yeah, guys, I love what you're doing? Um, you know what, Michelle? I, I was at the beginning of this year, but yeah. in the last few months, I've kind of like been interacting a lot with people that are not just farmers, but are commercially successful farmers. Yeah. They are award-winning farmers. Yeah. So my mind has shifted so dramatically because you need to constantly up your game. So having cattle and keeping them healthy and, and knowing them individually is great. But if you want to be a commercially successful farmer, you, you need to have the right genetics in your herd. You need to make sure that, you know, uh, you, you start cleaning out the inferior genetics and introduce a bit more of superior genetics, which also requires a lot of money and infrastructure. So I'm in that stage now where I'm grateful for what I have, but I know there is so much more that I still need to do to make sure that I'm a commercial success. So I'm there now where it's like, okay, they're cute. I love them. They are mine. Uh, but now I need to start <laughs> looking at them as more of, okay, they are tools of this trade that I've now chosen uh, to do for the rest of my life. Angie, uh, you are doing a TV show which looks at farming and uh, there's been a response from someone, Cabello in KwaZulu-Natal says, I love Angie. She's inspired me as a farm boy to consider going farming, as it's always been an integral part of my life. I love her mm. new show about farming and have always been inspired by her radio career. That's a wonderful, wonderful uh, kudo to the work that you do. The TV show, it's obviously teaching you a whole lot as well. Absolutely. Like, I I won't even lie. Every single time I spend a day with these farmers, I I walk away with so many pearls of wisdom. Mm. Simple things like looking at how you can make sure that the carcass of your of your cow, as you look at it, it's still alive, but looking at it and, and knowing what kind of grade of meat it's going to make uh, as a, a live creature. And those are things that I never actually knew. I just knew that you sell by kilogram and that's about it. But 
if you want to enter a certain upper echelon of, of the market, you, you need to sell A-grade meat. And they are teaching me how to look at the entire cow or the entire whatever animal and, and know how much you will actually make from it, you know? Those are pearls of wisdom that you you need to be with people that have walked this journey to learn from. And like I said, it's really upped my thinking into knowing that it's actually very possible, especially for black uh, people, black women, to be commercially successful. And we are talking about people that are making a turnover of 15 million a year, people that are award-winning and and making history, because especially with cattle farming, because it requires so much money to make sure that you actually are played with the big boys, that there are black people and black women that are in that space. And I'm just so inspired to get into that particular space, because Michelle, representation is so critical it's so important sometimes you need to see someone who looks like you doing something that you never realize that people like you can actually do and win at and that is the mind shift that has happened for me during this tv show when i'm meeting these commercially successful black farmers Angie Kumala, thank you so much for joining us. And indeed, what a great role model, a black woman who is farming and growing her herd from day to day.